All right. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me tonight, I actually have Vernon from It Is What It Is podcast. So, hello, everybody. What's up, guys? Appreciate it. I'm back on this amazing podcast, the best podcast. Also, about the best people, John and Charlie. Y'all connect, subscribe to us, and the man made Nick himself. I follow the man on Instagram, but I don't follow everybody. But I appreciate being back on here. And you have to tell me who did your intro video because that was amazing. And I need to add <laughs> layers to my show. So, appreciate <laughs> being back on here. It was actually me, by the way. And uh, Tamara also helped me out with the graphics as well. But I can actually t- I can actually do your intros if you need that too. So, uh, so uh, Nick, welcome back again. I do appreciate you as well being back over here, and of course Charlie being my co-pilot in this uh, whole entire thing of Hawkeye. So last week we didn't have a show because everybody was out of town and everything, which is perfectly fine. Life happens. It's also the holidays. So with episode five, we actually have a lot that winds up happening, which is called Ronin. In 2018, Bolivia and follow Black uh, Widow Sonia visit a woman named Annie who has been helping the program Black Widows. While there, Bolivia becomes a victim of the blimp and the uh, present bishop returns to Eleanor's house and tells her about uh, Dickens' Shell Corporation leading Eleanor to call the NYPD and have him arrested. And a bishop returns to her apartment where she finds Bolivia waited, uh, believe, uh, waiting for her before the later reveals her past in Mission to Kill Barton. Meanwhile, after recovering at Grill, uh, Grill's apartment, uh, Clint dons the Ronin suit and confronts Lopez at the auto shop where he killed her father. During the fight, he unmasks himself and attempts to convince her to let go of her vigilante ways. So... Here's the thing. At the very beginning, we wind up seeing, uh, seeing of course, Black Widow's sister, and she goes into the bathroom, and then she all of a sudden she's she's gone, and then she comes back again. It's been a few years since people seen Yelena, and now she's back. And I love this scene because now it makes me speculate into how Whisk, uh, how Fisk might be coming back. Now, too, because at first I'm like, well, maybe he's been around in the underground thing, and that's how he winds up coming up because there's nobody else around. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking, what if he got blimped too and everything? And maybe there's nobody around in power either to where he can now maybe he can, can rule the underground. Mm-hmm. But that's just me doing a little bit of speculating. But what did you guys think of that uh that scene? I really like that scene because it showed a lot of depth with uh Elena in particular, because you know the the last thing that she's talking about is how she's going to have her sex in the city lifestyle with her sister. Mm-hmm. And then boom, she's in the bathroom. She disappears and she reappears five years later. And it's like, where's my sister? And then just to find out, you know, the reason you're back is because she's dead. So I, I thought that's kind of like a big connecting piece to the story. And, you know, Hawkeye for what it's worth, did a good job overall of kind of, interjecting those little personal niches about each character that was in the show. And I think this is one of the better examples of that. I definitely agree with you. It's about one of the better examples. Uh, what about for y'all though? Y'all too though. Go ahead, Vernon. Totally agree with Nick. I think Elena uh, really, you know, well, you know what's wild is when you introduce a character who is a bit more talented and has more stage presence and you mm-hmm. wish the episode or the the whole production was about this character and that's what Yelena does and it was almost overpowering and it was it was it was great it was the first time that to me the series had validity right like mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't corny it was like this is what it's supposed to be it still was a little slow in episode five I must admit uh the dialogue you know I, I was scrolling through YouTube while listening <laughs> I was trying to watch it I was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then literally, like, I'm hearing, and then when Fist is mentioned, I'm like, huh? You know, like, I literally turned my head mm-hmm. at the end just to see that one part. Uh, and thank God episode six was a completely different trajectory, and it was just amazing. Uh, but as far as episode five, um, you know, I, I think it's almost a backdrop, right, to kind of the, the new phase, right? If, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go forward. Uh, with Kate Bishop's character, with Yelena's character, you have all the right ingredients now in place. Uh, overall, I think the last two episodes saved uh, this production. 
because the first four was not there. <laughs> so uh, this literally, honestly, if episode five would have been episode one and then six would have been two, it would have been a different just overall feel. And then we would be talking about that they need to continue this and make this its own just kind of like, you know, weekly thing on ABC. Uh, those are my thoughts on it. Um, I love it's funny you mentioned that because – oh, sorry. No, you go ahead, Nick. It's fine. I'll finish up afterwards. Go ahead. Mine's just one quick point on that. Um, something that, that my wife and I commented on when watching it was like the last two episodes were basically the equivalent to the first episode of Loki. Like in terms of action and stuff happening and, you know, story being revealed. And I just along your, your point, Vernon, it's like I wish that they took elements of that moved it up into the series and then focused more on the stronger characters within the series, as opposed to kind of beating a dead horse. I mean, yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, the first two episodes for Loki were great. Then the show for me just fell off. Honestly, it did. It started out great, which I was not expecting at all. And then the third, uh, Barney taking a piss on the screen episode happened and then, and then the show just kind of went off the rails, and then it kind of picked up at the end. But it just—I don't know. It started out hot, and then it fell flat. Like that—that's the problem with some of these shows. Like, like WandaVision, it started out slow, but it picked up and it actually got good. Falcon Winter Soldier—it hit the ground running, and then the ending happened. So each each show's got its flaws. Like the ending on the Falcon Winter Soldier was disappointing because I, I think we were expecting a lot more from it because it's a that was probably. We haven't had a complete, like a complete start to finish good show. I think with the MCU so far. Very very differing opinions on that one. Um, (laughs) Um, But but going back on the season five, that I thought the opening was great. Like I said, when with Yelena, and then when she blipped, I was like, "Oh crap!" Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it really like that. Um, but I thought that, yeah, like you said, five and six were just great episodes. They're, they complemented each other well. Like, mm-hmm. I love the banner between Kate and Yelena about the hot sauce. I was like, oh, I love hot sauce. And she's pouring it all over the mac and cheese. <laughs> and it's like, um, but I know how and, good Fox mac and cheese is. <laughs> yes. And then, and then, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have like the, like that. But I think this, like, I, again, I got to, like, little toot my horn a little bit. I actually predict it. What happened in, I think, the fourth episode about the mom, the mom being the one that hired Yelena. I just wanted to kind of, I was like, once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I knew the mom was bad. I knew she was like, I knew she that. So I just had to like call that one. I, I predicted that one. I was like, because I knew it was like, and I was like, I, was, I just had, I just had to, once I saw it, I was like, John's like, see, I told you. I called her. I was like, Leo from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm like, Right I'm like I get it, Charlie. You you got one up on me again. I got gotcha. you. I know. That's fine. Mom was like this. stupid to actually be the criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. my mom was kind of dumb, and again, she like she always plays really like she always plays the, the the villainous mom or the mom that doesn't really care about their 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 that she's like, oh, I did everything for you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, you would do but, this to your mother on Christmas, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, really, really. And matter anyway, we're going to get to that in a minute. Your yeah. daughter on Christmas. Yeah. Well, again, I thought episode five as a whole, and then the big reveal at the end when uh, when you see Fisk with the mom, I was like, mm-hmm. "There we go. There's Fisk. We finally got our Daredevil crossover into this. We finally got the Daredevil character in the MCU in a sense." Um, but yeah, again, I thought season episode five and six they complement each other well. They're like Definitely. the best two episodes of the show. Yeah. Um, but we'll go to more six, but I just had to toot my horn. I was like, yep, I predicted it. So I just had to do that. <laughs> one issue I did take with episode five though. Um, and it, it's not the whole episode. It's just one scene in particular when they're back at the loft and they start hashing out that plan. Right. And they're drinking the, the daiquiris and having a good time. The whole time I felt like there was too much of like a flirtatious vibe. If you get my drift, like, she throws him the sweater and like they're wearing matching clothes and it's like yeah you guys I are do partners agree. but you're partners in fighting crime like you're not life partners he's got a wife at home and like they, Disney did a good job of not suggesting anything there but I just thought it was a weird situation overall yeah that part was a little weird for me to be honest with you a matter of fact that scene took me out of the episode a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the context between now with Kate 
and, uh, and Yelena were the best thing about the episode. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the sex in the city, basically, she just wants to have a friend, have a sex in the city kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. with. And she goes, I want to see the Christmas tree. I want to, see, I want the presents. I want the vodka. You know, I just want everything. And, you yeah. know, I, I just like that chemistry between the two of them. And, you know, I was mentioning this on Merc with a movie blog and everything too, whenever I was talking about episode, this last episode. And he's like, what I can't figure out is why didn't they, um, why didn't she kill her in the first place? But then we started thinking about it. And he even mentioned this. He said, because of the fact that she only goes after the uh, the assigned target, mm-hmm. Bishop is not Kate is not the assigned target. The assigned target yeah. is Clint. Basically, she's just trying to f- figure out why she's so close to Clint, mm-hmm. and also too, why do people love Clint the way that they do? Maybe there's some kind of thing underneath it all, the, beneath the surface that I'm not seeing that everybody likes. And I like that about her. She's questioning her own inner self as to her own motivations mm-hmm. and doing it that way. I thought the writing in this was very clever, especially whenever she goes, I like the hot sauce. I like that too. The banter with them was really good. It had this sisterly vibe to her. Yeah. And even in episode six, you still have that banter between them. And you still yeah. have that chemistry. And when you go into episodes, you have different people that direct it, different people that write it. With mm-hmm. this one, it's more cohesive mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Matter of fact, I liked. Um, I'm out of the whole entire season. I only like three out of the six episodes mm-hmm. that we got, which is not bad. It's all, like Charlie said, that's half the episodes. But well, anything that anytime I saw Kate and I saw her on there, uh, Yelena on there, I was just memorized by it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, just talk some more. I'm eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just my fill. Where um, you know they're kind of wrestling in the elevator, and yeah. Kate's she's like, "What was that?" What was that? Did you plan that? Like, 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 like this is all in the sixth episode. We'll get to it. But yeah. the scene where she's like whipping off her dress and she's wearing mm-hmm. a uniform. Did did you plan that? Yeah. No. And then, and then and then she's like and then she just presses all the buttons on the other. Why would you do that? Even though they're going <laughs> you know to twelve. Yeah. So that was yeah. dumb. Yeah. Again, that was we'll get it. to do that. But uh, but I love the utensil comment. Like, really, this is not a utensil. This is yeah. like it's like it's like one of those sports. It's not cutlery. <laughs> but oh, I love hot sauce. Like I mean, Yelena's mm-hmm. great. I mean, like they, they like I, I just love that they in, like they introduced her in a way, and it yeah. makes it made sense. Um, because everybody was expecting that. That was the part that everybody was expecting from Black Widow. This right. was the scene. It was like the Leo, like from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right here, right here, that moment right there, <laughs> or whatever. It's like that, but. Yeah. Again, I thought season five was good as a whole. Um, it was like that, but I, I didn't pick up on the uniform thing. I was more concerned about the story, honestly. So mm-hmm. I did that. The other that a lot of little stuff didn't bother me that much, but mm-hmm. it took me out just a little bit. But once mm-hmm. you wind up seeing the context with the other stuff, it, that that was like a little small nitpicky thing. It was in and it was out. Nitpicking, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. To quote, um, the, uh, to quote the honest trailer guy from The Winter Soldier, well, this is a comedy show. Even this movie is like really perfect, but we got, this is a comedy show. So we got a nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can actually go into episode six a little bit. I mean, since we already covered some of the things that we liked with episode five, we don't have to do a whole entire review. At least we mentioned some stuff with episode five that we liked. With this, I have to agree with Charlie, though. This is actually the perfect tone for this show. This is actually the tone that I was looking for when I was thinking that we were going to get a Hawkeye show. This is the tone that I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And to have Wilson Fisk being introduced in this kind of way is perfect. They don't get me wrong. I'd like seeing him at the very end with a little picture of, of uh, the Conjuring Woman uh, and everything. <laughs> Eleanor. But, Tony's you know, mom. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, okay, it's nice. I want to see more. I want to see more of this. What does he look like in this MCU world? So now we actually have him in this MCU world. And he's even more threatening, even more menacing. Francis D'Onofrio was definitely born to play Kingpin. Yeah. And whenever he gets in there, he's face to face with Eleanor. acting, And she wants to quit. Uh, this position, like she has a damn. Uh, she works at Goldman Sachs, <laughs> right? But you know what, though, it reminds me of her trying to quit a job at McDonald's, and Wilson Fisk is basically the uh, manager at McDonald's. 
And she's trying to blackmail the manager for McDonald's, but Wilson Fisk actually owns all McDonald's. So she's like, yeah, if, if you go, if you try and kill me, I'll, I have all the files saved. Mm-hmm. And also too, Wilson is like, what are you talking about? You think that you're done? No, you're not done until I tell you you're done, mm-hmm. basically. And he's, I just love that scene between him and Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor. I like how they roped in too that he, he's the uncle of Maya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, never really pictured him as Aladdin man, but as soon as they made that connection, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I can see it in the cheeks and stuff. But, um, you know, that, that storyline I, I thought was very interesting because of how it all ended. Yeah. yeah. There's a gunshot, yeah. but we don't see a body. Right. So did she do a threatening gunshot past the face and they're going to broker some kind of deal and they're going to go after Ronan together? Yeah. I'll or, get into that. That's actually based there's a that same sequence happened in the comics. It does. Um, and okay. I'll get I'll get that get into that in a sec. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, Nick. No, you're good cuz that that's about where I was and stuff anyway, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scene is in the comics and I believe if everybody's thinking, "Oh my god, is Fist dead?" No. Come on, no. Yeah, like yeah. you're not no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> happening. That's not happening. I believe she shoots him in the eye, either mm-hmm. both eyes or one of the eyes. And then I think he comes like I think it was like in one of the uh, comics, I think in two thousand and one, it might have been the two thousand and one Daredevil or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes back bigger than that. But like I mean, I think they did it on purpose to get everybody thinking, like, come on, Fisk's not dead. He got blown up. <laughs> Literally, he was right in the yeah. blaze. Like and and he's like, he was gonna survive. Of course you can't kill him. He's like, mm-hmm. like Daredevil's being being the crap out of him multiple times. He's not gonna <laughs> die. But um, but no, go ahead, Vernon. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I, I I think that first of all, it's perfect casting. Um, the actor that played Fisk is brilliant. Um, really, he his size, his demeanor. You know, because obviously you you take the comic book version, so you know this is gonna be a larger man, right? Mm-hmm. But you really like buy into his evilness. Right. And and then I think even at the end, because I was when she pulled the gun on, I'm like, is Disney going to show this? You know, like, and I thought I was like, nah, Disney is yeah. not going to show this. Right. It's OK to show people getting shot with an arrow in the heart. But right. Decapitating some guy from the yeah. fifth episode of the Falcon Winter Soldier, like bashing the guy's head in like with the shield. I wish they actually showed that so. fully, personally. Like, they yeah. Did. Thrones level. They, yeah. they should have. They should have. That's I wrong mean, here, the, of course. The, the, the ending uh, was fantastic. Yeah, like it was. It was yeah. so. It was so good. Like I literally watched the credits, and then I was disappointed with the troll job. Epic of epic trolls. it was so good. Like literally. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, no, they did it. Yeah. You know, like, it's one of those things that literally the episode was, it was almost too good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like it was so like, wow, like, this is not going to end like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking like, okay, something's going to happen. Some, you know, yeah. I'm expecting, you know, Samuel Jackson to pop up. You know, something yeah. just is going to, yeah. like, spur another kind of reiteration of this. And, you know, you get to this part and you're like, wow you know, this is how it goes down. And you kind of accept it. It's it's a weird closure, but you accept yeah. it. Uh, and then the musical destroys it. Yeah. So yeah. Now you're going to be wishing for a Nick Fury, Kate yes. Butcher. Showing up in a, his Bishop, saucy little uh, mother number. As yeah. Yeah. Saucy little, like, oh, uh, or you were expecting him to show up. Yeah, well, we, we, we can't afford that. Like that, I think, <laughs> I think it's fitting that they did it this way. Because you kind of remember the like, you kind of remember the whole quicksilver. Oh, you didn't see that one coming, huh? Or whatever. But it's like, I think they did it on purpose because Spider Man literally just came out like over the weekend, and there was a lot of stuff revealed in that. And they had like a, the post credit sequences, so I don't think they wanted to like show everything yet. I think mean, I don't think they wanted they're, to reveal the cards. production teams, though. Yeah, yeah, that would take a lot of you know, collaboration between departments that would never otherwise touch each other, just knowing how the business works. Yeah. Um, firsthand. But, yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was one thing that I did find that was an issue with this episode though. Um, during the battle sequence, there are some consistency issues. Mm-hmm. So every single one of those goons has guns, right? In the beginning. Yes. His arrow 
magnetizes all the guns to the poles, but it only lasts for so long because we we don't see all of that lightning holding it all together, you know, even seconds later. What's to stop one of those goons that's coming down the stairs after that first wave from picking up the guns and just smoke? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it, it kind of felt like um, the 90s Batman movies, like with the glow stick fight, where it's cool. It's a nice chore like choreography, but it's like almost gimmicky, mm -hmm. which I get like in the comic books, like, yeah. Those guys all have baseball bats and crowbars and ski masks and stuff. But I feel like Hawkeye had an opportunity to add some of the realness to it because he is a real soldier, not just a superhero. Mm -hmm. He's overcoming, you know, attacks where they're under real fire and not doing hand-to-hand -hand combat, I think would have been more fitting for his character. You know, give him an opportunity to do more intense, long-range bow shots. Yeah. Other than just like, oh, you're right next to me. Think, think. Mm -hmm. Dink. Like, I mean, that trick arrow stuff, that was awesome, though. I mean, I oh, thought that sweet. was... Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not great. trick arrows at all. Just, um, I would have liked more range. Yeah. More, more of a challenge. Yeah. I, I thought per I thought that they probably should have uh, killed Clint. Like, I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> like, when you laid a pool, I was like, yes. You know, like, I, you know, only because I think it's befitting, you know, like, because Clint really doesn't have an exit plan. You know, so it's like he's addicted to it. He's like, yeah, Christian. yeah. You, I, I thought that if you wrote him off, he dies heroically. Mm -hmm. Then really, Kate becomes Hawkeye, right? Like, like it's really like Katie now Hawk. it's her character, right? <laughs> but it's, I, I don't know. I, I was, I was hoping for just a, a little bit more Soprano-ish ending, like just a little bit, you know, take mm -hmm. it right here. Um, but it, it, it was overall, it was still good. Mm -hmm. But Vernon, did you see the Daredevil series on Netflix? I watched most of it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's the same actor from the Daredevil series, Vincent D'Offrino. Mm -hmm. And he's he's still the same Kingpin. And he is vicious in that show. Like, he decapitates a guy's head with a car door. Literally. Wow. And I was seeing that, and I was like, they got the right kingpin. Seeing that moment right there, like he's like he's so good. And that's why I was happy they brought him back. But uh, but yeah, um, but but yeah, I just want, I just wanted to ask that if like, if you haven't seen that that kingpin before, but uh, because he was really vicious in the show. They they should have just let him be. Look when they so when he gets introduced and when he's having the conversation uh, with Kate's mom. Uh, first of all, fantastic. Even though Charlie called it, uh, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. But I was like, "Oh, okay. This is how she built the fortune." Even though you know, the only thing I did not like is the framing of the fiance because I was kind of like written off. I was like, "Look, the fiance, he doesn't really fit this." And then he comes out to be like a good guy who just has this weird yeah, capability weird. to fight with the sword. You know, like yeah, yeah. So, you know, but to see that, I was like, look, this is when they really should have allowed the character to fully become, like, evil. Like, I want to see the mom do something heinous, you know, and then justify. Because now there's this internal conflict, right? So yeah. now when you say, do, you know, heroes arrest their mom on Christmas, it makes, you know what I'm saying? It makes total sense. Now it's just, mm -hmm. and, and, and this where it's weird because it's like, well, she's kind of forced into this because if she didn't, she would have to, you know, succumb to you know, the actions of, uh, of Fisk. So that's the only thing I was hoping for. I think what you're saying is Kate should have killed her mom. Yeah. <laughs> Vernon wants death on Christmas. That's essentially what he wants in this show. I mean, Die Hard is the best Christmas, Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> but how are you doing, Ladasia? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Good. So what is some of the stuff that you like? We've been talking for quite a bit with uh, episode six. So what what do you think about this, this episode? Well, that's what took me so long because I really had to watch it because I was enjoying, actually enjoying every scene. It was like, this should have been episode one to kind of hook me in, you know, but um I'm with Charlie. Char well, I was thinking Charlie had called it with Kingpin. And when I saw Kingpin again, I got such Daredevil vibes. I was Daredevil fangirling for real. I was like, oh mm -hmm. my God, 
I just need Daredevil to jump out of something so they can just start fighting, like hardcore fighting. And, um, you know, so I enjoyed that part, the reveal that he was, um, that his that her mom was working for um, with Kingpin. Um, I liked how he said, you know, this isn't Goldman Sachs. You don't just quit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Like, the Hawaiian shirt. I was like, is he about to kill somebody in that Hawaiian shirt? That, that I know. Like, that was like, he looked like he was going to the tropics that in this episode. Yeah, especially when you remember how he was in Daredevil. He was very meticulous. That was right. the thing, was he was super meticulous about everything, the way he dressed, his watches, his kitchen, everything. Mm-hmm. So when you see him in a Hawaiian shirt, you're like, what in the world is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that goes to show you. To me, that shows that this is a different kingpin than what we're used to in the Netflix series. Yes. This and is I a wanted... reintroduction into yes. this version of Kingpin. And I'm then like, we... is right. he dead? Because if I hope he isn't, because they really need to expand on what he's been doing since the blip. I believe they will, to be honest with you. I believe they'll find some type of explanation with it. I haven't seen Sp- the new Spider-Man movie or anything like that, so no, I don't know if that has any connection to tissue yeah. with that. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it in the Echo series, to where they get, play that out a little bit, or it gets played out later on. But just to know that he's back, mm-hmm. I like I was telling Vernon and everybody else, I had a couple of theories. Number one being maybe the blimp happened. And while he was busy in the bathroom or whatever he was doing, just like Elena was, he comes back. All those guys are gone. Guess who's taking power? Kingpin. Uh (laughs) So he formulates these other guys who are the tracksuit Russian guys and everything else. So maybe that's how he comes to power. Or maybe it's the fact that, you know, uh, Maybe some other person of power winds up disappearing and he has his goons still there. So therefore, uh, he winds up threatening the other person's goons to take o- let him take over. Mm-hmm. So that's another theory. But that's the most realistic one that I can come up with is it has to be related to the, uh, the blimp. That's just mm-hmm. my thoughts on it. Uh, with Daisy, uh, that sequence where he gets shot, it actually happened in the comics. Um, and he gets oh. shot, I believe- He's not dead. I think I believe she shoots him in one of the eyes. Oh wow! Okay. In a sense, um, I think that's what I think in one of the comics. It was like 2001's Daredevil. I think mm-hmm. um, I, I found an article. I can put that in the chat or whatever. Like if you want to read it, but yeah, oh, he, okay. he doesn't. He's not dead because I thought the same thing. Like no, you're not killing him off. You I just introduced him. You just you just give yeah. us hope. Don't Tanya Harding us. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it was a great movie. It is fantastic movie, and it has a uh, Bucky in it too. As the uh, well, that's that, all right. I live was so funny. I lived through the day to day drama of Tanya Hart. I don't need a movie. Margaret <laughs> Robbie was fantastic in that movie. Every every day it was some drama in '94 with her butt. <laughs> <laughs> great movie, though. Great movie. <laughs> But yeah, but I really enjoyed these two um, episodes back to back. I'm glad that they kind of brought out that the mom is the one that was really causing all the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a wacky coincidence about the fiance. I thought that was kind of interesting. And it looks like he's going to be an honorary part of the crew, looks like. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes, with but oh, I'm sorry, Ladis. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, go ahead. Um, but this is something I want to mention about the fiance because I mentioned this on a Merc with the movie blog too because I was actually on his show about an hour or two ago, and it's still fresh in my head on what we talked about over there. But I believe the fiance represents us as nerds, as geeks that loves this stuff, and he's just a sword collector. He just likes to collect swords. He <laughs> likes to do larping. He's into all this other stuff. All he wants to do is just be a good father figure for Kate and wants what's best for Kate and everything. And I think that's what 
Right. He's just he just looks like Wario. He looks like he's shady, but he's not shady. But yeah. you know, <laughs> but that's what I'm that's what I'm gathering from him. He's just yeah. he's a character that reminds us of ourselves, and here we are judging mm -hmm. him based on the fact that he's into swords and things like that, and he's the exact copy of what we are in a sense. Well, but, I thought that it was a good fake out by the by the writers on that because I really thought he was shady. Um, but I'm glad that he changed, and I'm glad that they used the LARPing people as like mm -hmm. his sidekicks, you yeah. know, at the end. They were, you know, I actually grew to like them. I'm like, okay, he, he does have a little Delta team here. That I just wish put on the costumes. The costumes? <laughs> yeah, like, what changed between normal adults in tuxedos and formal wear telling you stop follow us this way <laughs> oh now we're putting on our random knights and maidens costumes and we're gonna go be warriors without any weapons whatsoever against guys with guns and knives and stuff like I love one of them should at least die nobody yeah. wants to follow yeah. later around they should have you know what they should have had and just like just I, I think to loop in like to create consistency, if they would have had a, a cameo by uh, Christopher Plasse, uh, you know, from role models, and, you know, any yeah. him or Sean uh, Scott, or you know, like this, this throwing, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, you would have been like, this is perfect, and I think it just would have created that comedic relief that they were yeah. trying to provide, but the reality is none of them really could, and they mm -hmm. needed that other person. Yeah, they did. They did. and once he kind of got in the mix, it seemed like, oh, okay, this group has come alive. Mm -hmm. They actually got roles and stuff. They, yeah. they doing, they're doing stuff. I mean, so, I love the whole dinner sequence, like the the oh, party that was sequence great. all the way to the end. Yeah, um, I love especially that. when Elena shows up. Can I take your mm -hmm. coat? No, she just walks right by the coach. <laughs> and like, and the whopper's like, okay, okay, <laughs> and, then, and then the two of them are like. Oh, yeah. oh, Kate Bishop, you're not going to block me. And then she gets in the elevator and she's like, oh, really? And then the whole, just the whole banner between the two of them in the elevator. Like, they need oh, a show. Yeah. The two of them need a show. Like, the yes. two of them together. Yeah. Like, this like, yeah, she was the star of the show to, yeah. for me. I loved having her in this, this thing, this right here. Yeah. And then the, 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 the big fight sequence the two of them had when yeah. the camera was moving. Oh yeah, that it was love very, that. like it reminded me of Daredevil a lot about like the one yes. that shot. Like and it then at the end she critiques Kate like, oh okay, I, I like the way you did that move. Yeah. That oh yeah cool. I did too. I liked it when you threw yeah. you threw my body into the table. That was great. Like this the yeah. two of them. It's like what are we doing? And then she just jumps out the oh well by Kate Bishop so she just jumps out the window I like know. Oh, and then when Kate tries it I'm like oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is not gonna go. This is like good. us trying to do that. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, this is me trying to do. That. I'm like, it's not gonna work. Someone who's never trained in rappelling in their life is gonna do a free fall down the side of a building. She looks. She looks. not gonna work out well. well. No, not at all. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I just kept getting so many vibes of the uh, the the the, the, the partner of Maya. He looks so much like Kit Harrington. He, yeah. absolutely, knows, he absolutely knows nothing. Is that Kit <laughs> he absolutely knew nothing, and like, and it's just like you well, he knew everything. Yeah, but like, but I just love the sequence where Clint gets trapped in the tree, and oh, yeah. he has to shoot him down. Yeah. Like, I thought that, yeah. was, and he sees the, and he sees the owl. And the owl's like just staring at him. Yeah. Um, okay. Is the, the owl, owl was cute. <laughs> yeah. The owl. The owl was puzzled. He like who? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then Kate shooting down the tree. I thought that was like again. And then that oh, whole sequence yeah. on the ice rink. That was that was that was that, that was, was awesome. funny. Mm -hmm. Even the whole fight in on the ice rink was funny. Yeah. And the palm arrow. I'm like, no, they didn't. They brought out a palm arrow. And this time, instead of it's the large one, it shrinks them. Yeah, what are gonna do with those guys, I don't know. Then the owl takes them. Okay, that answers that question. You're like, I'm gonna have to ask him, like, how we restored it. And you're like, oh, well, whatever. You know what, though? I was just thinking this, though, too, was like with the owl and stuff like that. That's gonna be a good pop, vinyl pop, with the little van that he has. 
underneath him. That's gonna be oh, like yeah. a good little pop vinyl for like I, I could see them marketing that as like a little yeah. fleshy or something for kids. Well, like, I don't know. Album. Well, if they if they're like the Mandalorian, they may be a little slow. Yeah. Took them forever to get Baby Yoda started, man. Mm-hmm. True. To answer the question, like this, I would say either Yelena or Kingpin. That's how I. That's how I would sum up like the show in one sentence. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I just said one word. Kingpin yeah. is back. That, they, that, yeah. They both stole the show. <laughs> Yelena. And that's Curtis, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> one Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Nick. Oh, okay. oh no, I, I was just agreeing. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but yeah, that like the, the 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 trick arrows that was really cool. Them setting mm-hmm. up the trick arrows, like this one actually had a, like a little bit of like seriousness to it. I'm like, and then mm-hmm. and then and then mm-hmm. Kate reveals what really wanted her to become a hero mm-hmm. of, and it goes back to the opening of how her seeing Hawkeye save yeah. her life. And I got that that and like that whole idea. I thought that was that. And then um and of course revealing who the who who the owner of the watch is was pretty cool to see that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also too, another thing that I have to say that I enjoyed was the tones, yes, it had some quirkiness with the silliness of the arrows and everything. It also had like a little bit of home alone vibes when Clint mm-hmm. and them were actually making the arrows and oh, stuff like yeah. that too. Yeah. But I'm gonna say this: this, even though it was quirky, even though it had some corny moments, it still managed to hang on to the seriousness of what we were introduced with in the first uh, couple of minutes of this episode. Mm-hmm. That I can appreciate. Then also, too, Kate going toe to toe with Kingpin, oh yeah, and everything inside yeah. that toy store, and him kicking her ass inside the doll inside mm-hmm. that toy uh, yeah. house, and then also too her getting back up again. And everything, I'm like, girl, you're gonna die. You just, you just need to play dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was worried for. I'm like, she must gonna die at the, the end of this season because <laughs> she's playing with him. It's like Clover Col- Lane that- versus Rocky. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But yeah, that's that like me versus scene. Rocky. <laughs> but that scene that we thought was meaningless when they were like doing the doing the trick shots. Yeah. It really had a, like it had a, there was a mo- there was a reason yeah. for that because she used it yeah. to, to 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 defeat in a sense defeat Kingpin in that sense like I knew well, he was I, only gonna, you like, know what yeah. Marvel I stand corrected I shouldn't even mess with y'all with that it was stupid when I first saw it but now it's like it makes sense it I mean yeah and then I, I when he threw that when he like when he was trying to find uh, Eleanor and yeah. he ripped that door off I was like. Oh no! Are we about, is he I know. To, is, is he about to decapitate somebody? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, like he rips that door off, like manhandles yeah. it, and then it's like, "Come with me, you're going to be safe." I don't think I would want to go with somebody that just rips a door open and says, "You're going to be okay." Mm-hmm. Like I've seen what he does, and I know it's two different shows, but I've seen what he can do with that door. No thing. And didn't he beat somebody up in prison when he was in prison? No, um, no. I think he um, he tried to ambush the Punisher, and then and then John Burfano in the prison, and then he just goes oh. full on Punisher mode, and everybody in that prison sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, that show was so good. It, it, it picked good. like season, the action in season two was better. It was in terms good. Of, like, but the but the I think the plot was kind of all over the place. Season two, season was. three was the best season on Netflix mm-hmm. because it had the best one like continuous one shot fight sequence all Plus in a prison sequence. Daredevil, or Punisher, both and Daredevil, Daredevil season yeah. three, yeah, yeah, best season of the show, it best was. season of the show. It was, it was good. But uh, Vernon, yeah, I mean, like yeah, go ahead. Sorry about episode, about episode <laughs> six. Well, it's, all, well, it's, of it. it's all it's all current to Kingpin. It all fits. Right. It's all in one universe. <laughs> I, I will say that um, when it comes to episode six, uh, what you could take away from a positive standpoint is that it gives you enough content to kind of answer the questions. And it, what, what I mean by that, it, it gives you enough content so that you're okay with the fact that the original team will never get back together. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, I think that's the goal, right? Like 
all the all the and I know I, I've caught her on uh, we did this last time the intern all the kind of like coming up with the new superheroes the new phases it's it's because the reality is in some aspect the original team will never get back together uh, now interesting to see how that actually fits with Spider Man and I know Charlie knows that better than all of us on, is, is that going to be a consistent truth right or just a truth for the time being. Uh, I like the I like the implementation of Fisk's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think there was some. I don't know how you survive a car hit like that and be able to fight. Like he got rammed, in, you know, and then flew through a whole glass, you know, window, and then still got up and had enough energy to fight and, and to leave. Uh, survived an arrow through the heart. I mean, this guy is is pretty mm-hmm. pretty OC, right? But he makes you want to buy in. You're like, this is a villain that is worth mm-hmm. uh, character development. Yeah. And then even coming to the point where, you know, Kate Bishop is finally accepted as an equal. Uh, Clinton first or as we're partners, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, they're at his house, burning up the Ronin suit in the, in the fire pit. And then she's coming up with, you know, what should they call me? Right. Like, what are you going to mm-hmm. call me? What are you going to call me? Right. And she's throwing out all these names it makes you say, okay, if you were to continue, and here's the question that can be asked, is it worth, is, is Kate's character a big screen character? Like, would you spend $20 no. to go see Kate no. in the no. movie theater and the movie is focused on her? No. And I don't know if it ever no. established that. Now, I would I would spend the $20 to see Yelena, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I thought, like, you know, mm-hmm. her character is solidified. Right, you know, like she's I'm honestly the strongest character in the whole episode. So, you know, I yes, would go ahead, to answer that, I would say it depends. I think we need to know more about it. Like maybe like build up to it, not like DC this stuff. Like, okay, let's let's force them into a movie already with Batman and Superman. Okay, we need to force Wonder Woman in there. Not if it's to that degree, no. But if they build it more, like Marvel's been building up their characters, like they build up to that, like the Avengers, like the Avengers didn't start out that they build up to it with Iron Man, two Iron Man movies, a Captain America movie. They build up to it. If they build up to it, yeah, sure. Um, but to answer your question, I think that they're, I, I think they got a good solid piece. You still got, you still got uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, you still got Bucky. You still got Falcon, who aka Cap America. Um, like you have that, you have Yelena, you still have Doctor Strange, like that new that new one that's coming out in May. OMG, that's gonna be that's gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. And we still got Thor, like yeah. Thor, uh, Thor, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. I'm hearing is gonna be really good. I mean, that this just and it's coming out in like in the summertime, and it's fitting because I want to see Brother Thor again. Like, I mean, it's just see and seeing Quark and Meek and all of them back, but. If, if they got a good, it's it's not just the cast. You got to have a good director. If you have like, if you have what they did with the Thor movies before Taiki Waititi came in there, Chris Hemsworth wanted to stop playing Thor. But when you get that director in there that actually makes you enjoy the character again, then we got something. Like, I mean, straight up now, I would say no for the twenty bucks. But if they build it up, absolutely. Like, and I, I think they're gonna be okay building up because they look at they just like they just can't like they got chances so they're they're kind of in a small rebuild in a sense you still got the core because cat america's still alive i'm pretty sure about that and we'll maybe find out in secret invasion like we still got nick fury we still got more marvel shows to build up to something what they go with that is the interesting question but right now i would say no but if they do it well, I, I like Haley steinfeld i thought she was perfect for Kate. so i i actually have a point on her though yeah, I think, and this is along along the same thought process you have, Charlie. She needs to be a supporting character in mm-hmm. maybe like two or three additional Marvel movies, mm-hmm. where she can come in and each one maybe bite off a little bit more of a role. I feel like her in a leading role for the Hawkeye series wasn't a good fit because she's a very raw actor. Yeah. yeah, you can tell when her and Florence are on on the same scenes together, or when she's in a scene with Jeremy. It's like. Look, I get it. Like you're a good fit for this character. You look mm-hmm. like her. You're very athletic and and you're smooth in the way that you move. But there's a certain moments where I needed a little bit more out of her. 
And I think that she can get there. Any Anybody can get better at the craft the more that they do it. And she's yeah. already obviously on the Marvel team. Yeah. So I think, you know, if they started doing like a Yelena movie or, you know, fit her in somewhere so that she can continue to build up that character and build up her own real life acting chops. Mm -hmm. And then when she's more matured. Yeah. Get that feature, you know? Right. I mean, to go off that point, like for me personally, I liked Black Panther, the character in the whole, that so much better in civil war. Because and then I, I personally I wasn't a huge fan of the Black Panther movie because I saw everything in the trailer. Everything happened really fast, and I liked aspects of it. I just wasn't a huge fan of it. I liked the character more in the Civil War movie, or I liked them in uh, the the Infinity the team up stuff. I kind of wanted them to maybe like I mean it's unfortunate because Chadwick is a great actor. Yeah, I just I just didn't like the movie in a sense because I think mean, there was just. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me, honestly. Like, I mean, I liked the character, and I thought he was awesome in Civil War. Like, I thought it was that the movie. And his own, I think he could have used a little bit more time to flesh it out, and then so to go right to your solo movie. I think maybe another another sequence, another like maybe supporting actor portion, and then the build up. Um, I, I don't know. The, the movie just didn't work for me, but I liked I liked the character. I thought Black Panther was awesome in Civil War, and I loved him in Endgame and Infinity War. And like that, like this, I think they need to like build up on the character a little bit more. But that's just me personally. Yeah, that um, one changed pop culture. So yeah, I mean, it, it's great that it did that. It's, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, it was for you. Any one viewer. of the six populated continents on earth right now you could yell out wakanda forever and get her <laughs> right like, oh <laughs> no, right because i would say x-force there is something that i wanted to mention real quick while i mm -hmm. i mean while i have it in my head for a minute um is this there's a scene in this particular episode where i felt like you know I really loved the action sequences. I really loved everything. But when you look at this episode as a whole, I thought it was fantastic. But there was a scene where, in particular, where Clint and also, too, you, you have, of course, um, Yelena fighting against each other. And then they're talking back and forth. Clint is like, she's like, tell me what happened to my sister. He goes, I can't tell you because you won't believe me. I'm like, what don't you believe? You I had know. aliens. You fought aliens. Not only that, they but had the they came back. <laughs> I I mean, then, That's the problem. Then, she hasn't. Then hold on, hold on. Then you're going to tell me that Clint is going to do his little whistle, which reminds me of the Martha moment in oh. in Batman versus uh, Superman. Yeah. Oh, he whistled. So guess what? I'm going to stop my act of violence on him because he knows my sister. Why didn't he do that right yeah. away? Right. I know. And she puts the gun away. And then you tell her, so, you know, we found an, an infinity stone. And right. in order for us to claim it, one of us had to yeah. die. And I volunteered myself. But your sister, being the selfless human being that she was, yes. said that I, I had to live for my family, who disappeared in the blip. And would come back if but, she sacrificed herself. Yeah, because Elena, Elena lived through the Battle of New York, which was basically over mm -hmm. one of these stones. Right. So how are you going to yeah. say, I, you won't believe me? It's like, nah, I don't see a whole lot of crap. I Just bring it mm -hmm. to me. What happened to my sister? The thing with that is, I don't know. She could have still been brainwashed at the time because we don't know the time period between. That's true. Because she was taken from Natasha, that she didn't even know Natasha was alive at that time until, well, well as soon as she comes back from the blip, she finds out that she's dead, though. Yeah, and, and yes, yeah, so when she got, but what, but at the time when the aliens invaded, like I don't like she probably wasn't even in the states. I'm pretty sure she was like either in training or whatever. I don't know where she was, but she was still well, under that brainwash thing. So if Clint told her what happened i don't think she was going to believe it anyway because oh, she's not right. that she, she wasn't under the brainwash thing sorry um in the scene before that her and the other former black widow are fighting with that one chick so that they could mm -hmm. spray her in the face yeah with the serum to, to fix that 
Okay. Um, was that during so the same? I think that was after the events of like that was during the events of Civil War and that was I, yes Civil War and, and Infinity Wars. Yeah, I don't they, think they made it in, in the scene. Yeah, and but I don't, I don't think years passed between that. Yeah, yeah I don't think yeah. she remembered what's that her sister fought the like in the event or no or she did but. I don't know. I just don't think she would have believed that, and I think we would. Mm-hmm. They still would have ended up fighting anyway. And I think I wouldn't call it the Marfa moment because the Marfa moment was pretty much too cliche. Like both moms were named Marfa. That one was pretty. That one's pretty. Like okay, this one wasn't as obvious as that. I think it was. Cl- I thought it was clever. I thought it worked, and it kind of made like her to stop because Clint was telling her all the stuff. She's like, "I don't believe you, liar!" Like. Clint had to do something. I figured that was fitting because it because it because it this connected Natasha to them, and I think I I think it worked out of him for like ten minutes before he tells her the one thing that he knows will work. Yeah, well, it's the one thing she wants to hear. Yeah, it's the reason she beat his behind. She wants to know what happened to her sister. So why is he just letting her just wail on him like that? Maybe it's his own, you know, process of being like, I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a lot of self guilt and everything from the things he did as Ronan. Also, too, he's also trying to be level headed, though, too, to where he doesn't hurt her because he can kill her if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. But he's showing mercy on her because of the fact that he, she is Natasha's sister. And he's putting himself in the position of, if I was in this position, and everything right. would i still be would i just be as angry as she is mm-hmm. so i'm just going to go on ahead over my guilt and shame and over the fact that i knew her sister i'm going to go on ahead let her get her frustrations out and tr- and try to reason with her rather than me put implications on her and make things worse than what they are that's just my line of thinking mm-hmm. and, and also too is him taking the beating is kind of like cap taking the beating from bucky like he but uh, cap knows he can beat he's he was going to be able to beat the winter soldier in the second movie he couldn't because he's his friend like that like, he was like kind of like a brother to him and like i'm with you to the end of the line like so yeah. that's why i mean so it's kind of like in that in, in that sense not to that verbatim but um yes final episode six is the final episode yeah curtis and just to let everyone know, Curtis is from the Listen, Listen, Listen podcast. So go ahead, check out Listen, Listen, Listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Curtis. Curtis. Whoever you are. Hey, Curtis. <laughs> so, uh, but is there any other final thoughts geared towards this episode or anything like that? Uh, for me personally, I'm actually three for six. So that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I love the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Vernon. Oh, I was gonna say I'm I'm uh I'm one for six. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving. I because only because like episode five, I only heard like I I felt like it was more of an audible podcast, and then I, like, <laughs> I saw episode six. So you know, I'm only one for five. Uh, the Hawkeye. The only giveaway I said it was missing. Uh, another English actor. If Idris Elba would have showed up, I just, I don't know, like, I just felt, yeah, because remember, like, in, 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 in The Heart of They Fall, when he conveys his truth, I mean, he gets killed at the end for that, but... Well, I haven't seen that movie yet. I, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I just ruined it. But, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's missing, it's missing too much to be good. Mm-hmm. It's too good to be bad. And yet, because we love Marvel the way we love it, if we haven't seen Spider-Man, we're going to see it, right? And that's, I think that's great marketing. So kudos to Disney, uh, you know, another successful, I guess, semi-successful production uh, of a series. But uh, one out of six, uh, if if their franchise, I'll say it like this, if Disney Plus, since Hope was based off Hawkeye, I would unsubscribe today. <laughs> that's a good that's a good spot to put it. Yeah. Um, for me, the series just felt like one big bridge episode. And that's essentially what it is. You know, they're using it to catapult the next phase of Marvel and trickle in some of the more human characters. Which, fine. You accomplished your goal, but am I going to go back and rewatch the show? Never. <laughs> no. when, when my future children that do not exist yet 
decide they want to get into Marvel, will we have time for this one? I don't know. And ultimately, on that same thought process, will we really need to see it in order to get the full Marvel picture? And I don't think no. the answer is, is yes. It's it's definitely no. So a few things like I mean, like I agree. Like this at uh, the show, I would think I was like, was the trailers really weird? I was like, okay. I mean, there's aspects I liked of it. Could have been better. Um, then again, like no, no, for me personally, no Marvel should have been perfect up in this point. So like, I mean, um, but the one I do want to add is like, I loved the reveal of the watch being uh, Clint's wife's watch. And she stares at the back of the watch and sees the the the, the, the kind of like the bird symbol, and they represent it's her. So she was Mockingbird, so in a sense. So I thought that was I thought that was really cool, and I think that could be set up for the future if they have like they take Clint and the wife take a back seat, but they're more like the, the behind the scenes kind of like the the uh, like the person in like in the movie Spy, the Melissa McCarthy character, the person in the office that's directing like staring at a computer or like. Matrix talk, like the the, uh, the the commander of the ship looking for the code, telling me, go left, go right. So as I could see the two of them being like that to Kate, in a sense. Um, so, like, so mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of like guide her through it, kind of like, a, like, kind of like be their mentors or their handlers, in a sense. Um, I could see that happening, and that'd be kind of cool, because I kind of want to see more of the wife, because I think she's a great actress, and it's nice to see her in the MCU, because it's fitting, it's perfect, and she knows a lot more than what's that, so, like, if we get to find out a little bit more of that character, that'd be pretty cool, but I mean, it it did what it had to, there was, like, the final two episodes, it started out kind of weak, but then the final two episodes, they they started out, they, they ended strong, which I mean, like I mean, like which I thought was really good. I mean, it, it, it's okay. It was an okay show. Um, I think I liked these the, the the last two episodes of this show than I did um, the last three or four episodes of Loki. To be honest, I mean, I enjoyed this. Totally week. disagree. <laughs> I know you're a big Loki fan. So I, I I went in Loki low expectations was blown out, knocked out of the park for two episodes, and then the. Barney taking a piss on the screen episode really hurt that. It really hurt the show for me. It was like, are you talking about the one that had the oversaturation of pinks? Yeah, purple. Using one bad cinematography episode to knock an entire series might not be the best strategy, considering the last episode has like a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is a lot too, in a sense. It's cool. You can be the one for I mean, again, I went in with low expectations. I love the first two episodes. Charlie is missed the one percent. Yeah, he's just the one percent. I I, I thought again, I was not expecting that the first two episodes to be that good. They like they really knocked it out of the park, and then and then there was like and then couple of the episodes were okay like i mean when we see the scene with all the Lokis, i thought that was cool seeing seeing Owen wilson show back up i thought that was cool but in the, the the way they ended it i was like okay like i mean i know it was cool because we're setting up potentially like a spike or multiverse but then again there's been many instances where multiverse was instated so again i don't know as a whole it was first two episodes were great and maybe the last two but it was it, it it didn't blow me away. That's the thing. Like I mean, because I mean, or like where you have Falcon Winter Soldier start out really good, like consistently good, and then the last episode was it was good. It was kind of like kind of like okay, like kind of was a letdown in a sense. Because and then because we we're I was expecting more, but I mean I don't know. I, I just I mean no show has knocked it out of the park for me in a sense, like from start to finish. That's me personally. I'm not attacking Marvel. I mean, all the shows combined here are better than the last stuff DC's been coming out with. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're actual superhero shows. I mean, wow. the new Batman movie. When I saw that was the, one of the trailers during Spider-Man, the new Batman movie. And I'm like, oh, and I've oh. seen this trailer enough. This new movie's gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Well, anyways, guys. Uh, <laughs> so. Is there anything else that you guys need want to say about this, or you guys got everything that? Um... No, I think I summed it up pretty much. I don't want to keep talking until Nick tells me I'm wrong again. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, this one below. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. But so I, with you know what? No I'm not going to watch it again, though. <laughs> Me either. It doesn't matter. I'll probably watch that musical at the end, though. Yeah. I I'd rather watch it again. I'll epic, epic troll jobs. <laughs> what a troll. I'll, to be honest, I'd rather watch it again. I'm like, I'll watch that again. Yeah. Nah. I drink the warp before watching that musical sequence again. I get this. Bleach. I have to actually <laughs> shut the at the end of uh, the end credit scene. I actually shut the TV off. Why? Because I didn't want to sit through the musical again. I already did it for the first episode. I'm not about to do it again. If there's anything extra, I'll just Google it. <laughs> because no, I watched was every second of it and tried to rip my eyeballs out. I watched Tom and Jerry again, but. Uh, with that being said, guys, uh, Vernon, where can everybody follow you at and everything on your social media so they choose to do so? Look, I appreciate this, John. Thank you so much for having me, Charlie. Always a blast. Nick, LaDeja. Uh, y'all subscribe to this podcast. This thing is amazing. Movie lovers, TV lovers, unite the best media review podcast out there on the planet. These guys are amazing, doing great things. I appreciate the friendship. Appreciate being back on. Connect me on IG at CVMK33 and the other, the business page at CVMK Global. And if you're interested, you want to get that summer body, 2022 is right around the corner. I got the signature supplement line out for you and your fitness apparel at CVMKglobal.store. Your abs will appreciate it. And Charlie, this is one, this one especially for you. I have so much faith. In DC, I'm going out on a limb and say that the new Batman is going to be better than Spider-Man, which was just released. So I'm gonna just drop that Easter egg right here when it comes out. I'm sure I'll be back. To you. But I'm going to say that this, this is gonna be the best. I'm gonna even say that he was gonna give us some abs. This is gonna be the best Batman since Michael Keaton. You told me it was gonna be on the previous episode. You kind of agreed with me saying the new Batman movie was gonna flop. No, I've been I've been watching it. I've been watching it lately. You know, I said, yeah, they have changed. Wow. Listen, this is it. <laughs> I know hey. people that have worked on it that said Robert Pattinson was actually very good as Batman, and they're excited to see what it looks like on the big screen. I'm so, sorry, uh, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I, can't, I, I just can't. Not with that. No no yeah, that one I don't know, but I'm. I'm no, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, Nick, where can everybody follow you at on your social media? <laughs> well, wow, so great being on again. Uh, everyone can find me at Instagram nckafkis, um, or if you want to look me up on Facebook, search my last name, pretty uncommon. So. All right, and of course, everyone, you guys can go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Pinterest and on Instagram as well. Of course, if you want to go on ahead, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast to donate to donate five to ten dollars. Feel free to do so. But if if you can't, that's totally fine. We understand it's the holidays and everything and stuff like that. So with that being said, don't forget to click the like button, subscribe button, smash that bell in the bottom right hand corner to allow us to allow you to know that you have we have something new coming out tomorrow night, eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time. I'm going to be doing a review on Fat Man, the Mel Gibson movie where a rich kid puts a hit on Santa Claus. Oh and yeah, then, I saw <laughs> I, it was my first time seeing it. But stay tuned tomorrow night to find out what my thoughts are. But. Uh, so anyways, um, another thing that you guys can do is go ahead. If you want to get an audio only podcast of our episode here at movie loves Unite, you can guys can go on ahead, get that wherever you guys get your major podcast from, of course, rate us on good pods as well. Vernon's there as, with us as well on good pods. So rate us, give us a five-star review. Tell us what you think. Also too, you can, now we can actually interact with you guys. So go on ahead comment and we'll reply back to you and tell us what you think of the episode and then also to go on ahead rate us over at spotify because now we can actually get rated over on spotify as well now then also to rate us also on itunes as well that also helps out with the ranking list and also helps people find us on our audio podcast as well then of course go on ahead and follow me underneath movie lovers unit zero on tiktok and then of course movie lovers unit on twitter and then at movieloversunite at gmail.com if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, that's how you can reach, uh, stay in touch with me as well. But another thing, too, I want to mention is sometime in January, I'm going to have a special podcast unite uh, episode where I'm going to have a bunch of podcasters coming on oh. the show. And we're actually just going to have just us talking randomly about different things. It's going to feel like each Epi to be honest with you, I think each time segment is actually going to feel like someone's show. 
So if you're used to, let's say, for instance, the Hamilton brothers talking about alien invasions and all that other stuff, you're going to get that on this channel. It, it's going to feel like uh, uh, I'm just welcoming the doors to other podcasters and opening up their platforms. Also, too, we're all um, I'm having another movie reviewer with me. Western Reviews is going to be back with me. He was on the review for the Halloween uh, movie review. He's going to be back on. So we're going to have two movie reviewers and then someone, and then also someone else that doesn't do movie reviews or anything like that too, to be something different. Also want to probably, uh, here's another thing. I also have a, two special surprise guests coming in for that episode. So stay Ooh. tuned for more information. So always until next time, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. I can't wait to do this again. And have a and I goofed up. Um, yeah. back we're, hey, we're still alive. We're still alive. We're still alive. It doesn't matter. But anyways, <laughs> it's, hey, it's Christmas time. I'm allowed one screw up a year, right? <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, guys, have a great and safe and merry Christmas. I do appreciate everyone being on the show tonight. I didn't mean to try to close out too early, but I have fat fingers, and fat fingers is to blame for my keyboard pressing. So always until next time, guys. Stay safe. Have a good Merry Christmas and bye-bye.